Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We are your host, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how are you doing this week? Well, Tyler, I wish I could say I was chilling, but that would be a lie. I am sweating bullets because it is a hot-ass day in the great state of New York. Um, hot-ass day, more like a hot-ass almost a week. Yeah, but today is especially hot, and I'm not a Facebook fan of it. Not the slightest. I'm all about hot weather, but even even this is a bit too much. Oh, yeah. A little too much for my liking. Well, you know who's also not chilling? You know, who's not having a good time? Loki. Yeah. Why not? Uh, well, he found out he's a... Uh, a variant? Yeah, he, he's a variant. His existence is predetermined. His his life is a lie, basically. Um, oh. But yeah, we're talking about the new Marvel Studio show, because up until next week when Black Widow comes out, all they've released his shows. Correct, which isn't a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Uh, so we got Loki, uh, first half of season. So first three episodes, full spoilers, what we liked and like what we think the second half of the season will go. And then obviously a month from now, we got the season recap. Uh, so yeah, uh, turns out Loki stealing the uh, Tesseract in Endgame. Turns out he wasn't allowed to do that. And he gets immediately arrested for it. Yep, pretty much. Um, by someone called the TVA. The Time Variance Authority. And who doesn't like a little bit of authority? You know what I mean? With one of its top agents being... Is it Mobius or Morbius? I think it's Mobius. Mobius, Cause, yeah. Because I think Morbius is... Uh, well, that's Matrix. No, that's Morpheus. Morbius is uh, Jared well, Leto I, now. Yeah, yeah it's Jared right, Leto yeah. now. So, so many names sounding similar. But anyway, yeah, Owen Wilson, you know, the most lovable guy in Hollywood, is playing one of their top agents. Yeah, and one of the most wow roles you could ever imagine. So far, half season in, the wow counter is at zero. Yes, and I'm afraid it'll stay at zero. But that is I'm, not what we are talking about mm-hmm. here today. I will let you continue, Tyler. Uh, yeah, so you know, he's one of the top agents. His job is to hunt down the, the variant that's killing all the agents. Turns out it's another Loki, and he needs Loki's help to hunt down this Loki. So, yes. Mike, for half season in... So it's getting weird. What it do you definitely think? is. Well, I'm digging it. Um, once again, Marvel is taking a deep dive into mental health, at least in the first episode. Uh, first haven't episode, really, yes. Yeah. Haven't really touched on it since, which isn't bad. Um, but I think the first episode is probably one of the greatest season starters we've seen in the Marvel shows. I think it's way better than the Falcon season premiere or WandaVision season premiere. I think they kicked it off. They had a right speed to it, right tone. They explained enough to kind of let you know like where the show is heading without giving too much away while making it interesting and not just an exposition fest. So far, I'm a huge fan. I mean, the acting is on point, but let's be honest. The acting really hasn't been a letdown in any of these shows, honestly. That's... Well, I think Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson, that chemistry, were That's a great pairing. Because here's the thing, for the other two... They already had a chemistry. They had a working relationship in the movies and all that. But this yeah. is a brand new pairing. Yep. And they're killing. Yes, they are. One of the, I think, still after, you know, the three episodes I've watched, I still think my favorite moment is Loki going through the entirety of his determined life, according yes. to the TVA. You know, seeing all the chaos that he's caused, all the people he's hurt, you know, learning that his mother dies and he wasn't there to protect her because of 
actions he took in New York. So that's actually very fresh to him because this is a Loki that was pretty much just arrested for invading New York with an army of the Chitari. So that's pretty fresh. Then you also have those nice moments of Thor saying, you know, you know, Loki, I thought the world of you, but you know, you're you and I'm me. And then in the end, them reconciling right before his, I guess you could say timely death in Avengers Infinity War. And then Thor not trying to get off the ship, but just crying over Loki's body. And, you know, Tom Hiddleston's acting throughout that entire scene makes it even more intense and just kind of great. Because that's a scene where, you know, you could have an actor trying to portray emotion or even blank faced. And it could that scene could get murky real quick, but that scene was on point. No, one uh, 100% agree. I think the, the first episode is one of the best episodes of all the shows they've released so far. Yes. But a highlight of that is the ending with Loki basically getting the spark notes of what the rest of his life should be. <laughs> yes. But that does lead into an interesting character development for him. So obviously the Loki we knew for... 20 plus movies he got all the proper development and then died this loki is coming fresh off being a raging asshole in the first avengers to the first to second episode kind of felt like it was speed running the development now obviously he's not like the anti-hero kind of nice guy from thor ragnarok at the beginning of yeah he's a little he's a little different but that also kind of goes into my other theory because you know how when Loki was using the scepter to mind control people, he, like, all their eyes turned, like, this kind of, like, bright blue. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in the first Avengers movies, Loki's eyes are actually a bright blue compared to every other movie he's been in. So yeah. that kind of gives me a theory that maybe he was also mind controlled to some sense. I think so, too. Because if you think about it, yeah, like you mentioned, the eyes is a good catch because whenever they viewed Hawkeye's eyes, like they were yeah. blue. And but same with uh, Stellan Skarsgård's character, uh, Eric Selvig. If you remember the argument scene on, on the on the helicarrier, no, none of the Avengers are grabbing it, except Hulk at the end. But they're all next to it, and they all start to get more aggressive and angry at each other for no reason. They're just standing next to it. Meanwhile, Loki's holding it 24-7. True. So... You know, obviously, yes, he's a god. They're humans. But actually, no, even Thor was starting to get a little cocky. And he was standing in story. And he's a god, too. Yeah. Well, at that point in the universe, Thor was just kind of cocky to begin with. Because yeah, he's coming like, right it, after the first thing, movie. Like, if it amplified what they were currently feeling, Loki at the time was currently feeling angry and vengeful yeah. after what happened in the first Thor movie. So, of course, when he's holding it, that's going to be, you know, magnified tenfold. So very true. The fact that he hasn't held it for a while, he's chilled out a bit, considering the situation he's in. Yep. Yeah, I think that's a good point. But yeah, it's it's interesting. Where are they going to go with this Loki version? And like, yes. Where does he end up? I this mean, is a like, will he cross cross paths with Thor again at some point? Who knows? It's true. And but I'm saying, like, is he ever going to make it to the main or the prime? Time, sorry, sacred timeline. I was trying to find the right word. Yeah, I mean, will they ever reinsert him? I doubt it. Because right. then he'll probably murk up the timeline again and stopping his death from Thanos. Um, 
before we get into our our theories yeah let's think, continue with yeah i think we do have to give a shout out to um the pacing the yeah show. the pacing's pretty good minus you know, the, the final episode or the third episode pacing was a little off yeah yeah but if there's one episode where you got to slow it down because you know obviously the bombshell at the end of the second one is it's a female loki yeah obviously for the third one you, you got to develop that you know who the fuck are you where'd you come from and while we didn't get all the answers we got um, a few we got a few it does set up i think pretty good the next the second half of the season but still overall the pacing is a lot better than wandavision and still better than falcon and winter soldier because wandavision was very much stop start stop, yeah start. it was um, very slow in the beginning then it picked up and then it kind of yeah whereas i feel like falcon was a little rushed if anything yeah, yeah, Falcon, either could, the script could have been tighter or you could add another episode or two. But this right now, I don't feel it's rushed. Yeah, they're, they're they're doing it pretty pretty well, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's some exposition scenes and all that. But again, I'm letting that slide. You introduced a whole new organization, a whole new idea of how this universe works. There's going to be some exposition scenes. Yeah, of course. And also, besides the pacing, the tracking one shot at the end of the third episode i thought that was pretty neat yeah i mean it's always nice to see some good long shot like long takes it's always a very smart move Mm -hmm. because it keeps you engaged through what's actually happening without skipping a beat kind of like like how uh, i can't tell like i I don't notice it at first but when i know it's like oh wow the camera hasn't cut in a while and then you're like oh they're doing a one shot yeah kind of like what uh James Wan was trying to do with that one fight scene in Aquaman. Like it was a bunch of long takes, and but it was great tracking shots that gave you scale of the action, and you knew exactly what was going on and where. Mm-hmm. But I digress. We're talking about DC and a Marvel show. Um, we always find some, a way to put DC in. Of course, we have to. Got to give them their shoutouts when we can. Uh, one of the things I don't know if I'm quite a fan of is kind of how much of a backseat role Owen Wilson has taken. You know, it, it kind of seemed like he was going to be Loki's main guy he's going to be with. I think but he after still the... is going to be. I think the third episode is more of an anomaly. Okay. Because the first two episodes, he's a main character. Kind of. But then, you know, you get to the end of, like, towards the middle of the second episode, and Loki's kind of immediately broken up with him and goes to the one who pretty much wants to kill him. Well, I think the next episode is going to be, well, clearly as the planet's being destroyed, how does he get back to the TVA? How does he get back to Morbius? Well, that's another theory we have, well, that I have. You don't think he gets there? No, I think he does. Okay. But I have a different theory for that, but we'll get into that after. Okay. No, um, I mean, I, I'm, I understand your concern, but if there's like one episode where he takes a back seat and this episode three was the only episode then that's fine with me like but i feel like it, it was kind of two episodes at this point see I, I feel the first two episodes he was pretty much a main character all right fine if you want to say like the last 20 minutes of the second episode he appeared less and less yeah but like, when we're talking about a show that's only like 40 minutes realistically yeah, yeah but like they had to set up the uh the second loki which they did we had the episode dedicated to her so now it's Get everyone together. Let's knock out the rest of the show. True. It's just where he is because, you know, like, yes, we're starting to see that he is 
he looks like he is a guy from the mid 90s that loves a jet ski but he doesn't know that and he just goes with the flow of what the tva says so it's not like he can join loki in what happened in episode three that's true and we also needed to have a little bit of loki time with his female counterpart so exactly. we can get it get a nice moment where it looks like they're starting to become attracted to each other which is a little weird i mean look if there is someone who's going to go screw themselves and is so in love with themselves it is loki yeah you're not you're not wrong i'll, I'll give you that he, he is if there's one thing if that's guaranteed no matter which variant loki is he loves himself so much yes yes he does an interesting thing i don't know if i like it or dislike it is how useless they've made the infinity stones because they're powerful off the tva but well in the tva they're useless in the tva they're useless i don't like like if mobius brought a tesseract with them or the time stone with them to a location i assume he'd be able to use it yeah it's possible but if well well, who knows if he could actually use it true someone could use it um i'm okay with that i'm okay with that because past thanos and the infinity stones and obviously all we knew about the greater power was the infinity stones but yes if you look at it from marvel's point of view they now need to build out the next 10 to 15 years of movies and universe so yeah this is kind of like uh this is a classic story this is a classic video game story or a movie trilogy you gotta move up to the next boss right the next big guy and we don't know who that is yet but when you do that you do need to be like yeah everything you just faced is big but it's not that big so the tva hints at that it's like i mean we control all of time by the way and um yeah when you come here all these stones are useless i know people have died over millions of people have died over these stones but they're useless they're paperweights here yeah, which is kind of interesting because it puts things in a very different scale. Because when we're talking about someone who can wield all the Infinity Stones and snap half the people out of existence, that's a pretty, mm-hmm. pretty big deal. And then now all of a sudden, yeah, they're not, they're nothing special. True, true. But I mean, the Timekeepers. What is up with those Timekeepers? I, I do find it funny that they have to approve the timeline keep approving parts of the sacred timeline and that's what's supposed to happen so it's very interesting how they were okay with thanos doing the snap they were okay with the universe being shipped for five years and then everything being brought back i just it's like when you think about it like that it's like why would they be okay with that and i feel like they they brought up like loki brought that up like during his trial or whatever it's like oh i take it once you arrest me look at them jumping back and forth three times to get all the stones it's like, oh, it's approved. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's kind of a weird thing. Like, why would they approve that version rather than mm-hmm. anything else? Like, that's what's which, supposed to happen. Him sidestepping away is like, no, nah, no. Nah. Like, all right. Which, you know, which raises very interesting questions. Like, who are they to judge, I guess? Well, they're, they're the sacred timekeepers. Oh, yeah, I, I see that. But... Also, before we get the series, I, I, I gotta gotta give a shout out to Loki. Straight up as a character, he gets teleported to Mongolia thousands of years ago. First thing he does, he tries to take him over. Yep. 
another interesting thing was that he was uh what was it jb hooper or uh, cooper cooper yeah that was an interesting thing because you know no one ever caught that guy and now we know why <laughs> yeah it's fucking loki which well, is essentially useless because all the money just disappeared but i guess it was more of a well it's more of a bet you know yeah let's just see if i can do it type of thing well actually maybe that money is worth more in asgard because it's rare I, I doubt it it's pieces of paper where asgard has a city built on gold at that point but do they have a city built on paper checkmate right exactly yeah odin's library is just written on american dollars yeah see see loki's being a good son and getting him some paper to write on yeah we'll, we'll go with that um well let's go to something that you well, actually let me ask you what's something that you weren't really a fan of or something that you know you aren't the biggest fan of because i feel like we haven't really said anything negative about it okay fair enough uh i would say obviously it's kind of dependent on it depends on how they wrap it up but and i guess it's kind of a negative, but my, my main concern is, and this is from the previous shows, how will they handle this? Because right now, they, they, they have me. I'm really curious about I have all these questions, but like, how do they deal with the timekeepers? How do they deal with the TVA? Because I feel at this point, it needs to be an exciting ending. It needs to be a game changer for the universe. Like what happens here affects other stuff. Well, yeah, because, you know, the other theory is what happens here is going to influence the multiverse that's what i'm hoping which it, it i feel like it kind of has to because i don't think the tba would be very approving of you know everything dr strange does in his next movie and spider-man for that matter yeah so uh, that's more of my main concern actual small nitpick i'm not the biggest fans of the tva costumes uh specifically the armored guards I think they look it's, a little cheap, but yeah. And their weapon is a, a stunny rod. They don't really have any guns. Uh, but... I mean, I guess when you have a stun rod that just disintegrates you, I guess you don't need guns. Yeah, but you're telling me there there wouldn't be some good times to need a long range weapon that also has the same power to disintegrate someone. Because if you can do that in a rod, I'm sure. And you have. Couldn't they just go oh, back in time you, to that have... location, and then just pop out and uh, no. Stab them. Yeah, they could, but at the same time, we all know the TVA is not the stealthiest motherfuckers out there. No, they're no, no stealth. They're very much brute force in their tactics, which makes sense why they use more of a melee weapon. Yeah, but at the same time, you're telling me you can't put that technology in something that'll shoot the same type of thing, or even on a smaller scale, maybe disintegrate a body part. I mean, you bring up a good point. Like, yes, they can always just jump around time to where they're right next to them, but like, you wouldn't, th yeah, you wouldn't think ahead of it. Yeah, like, like it's melee know, only. Because let's be honest, if there was a sniper and they caught up to female Loki, I'm pretty sure a sniper could probably pop her if, they if she was get, in if her. They could get the jump on her. Yeah, you know, a sniper would be a good thing for her because she can only mind control people when she touches them correct so unless she was using someone else's body she's not really going to get away from a fucking sniper shot see we're going into the one of those things where if i was the head of the tva they probably would win well it's a good thing you're not in charge of the tva 
yeah, otherwise we the, the episode would be or the series would be very short. But I digress. Let's get into something a little bit more interesting. Let's talk about some theories. Tyler, give me a theory you got of where this show is going. All right. So clearly by the end of episode three, the Loki we know wants to take over the TVA and the female Loki wants to destroy it. Destroy it. I think it's going to be destroyed. I'm going to agree with that. I think male Loki will understand that it's too dangerous to be kept running the way it is. Um, I assume they'll meet the timekeepers at some point. And it's destruction in the season finale. Because again, it's these people that keeps the sacred timeline in check. With this destroyed, that leaves Spider-Man open to have the other Spider-Man jump in. That way we're not wondering why isn't anyone stopping this. And then Doctor Strange and uh, Scarlet Witch. Yes. Yes. Um, I also do think, and this is going further down this path, this will kick, this is the true kickoff of phase four. Spider-Man and Doctor Strange will continue it, but Ant-Man 3, the main villain, is Kang the Conqueror. And he hates people who messes with time. Yeah, so wasn't he a wasn't he a timekeeper at one point? If the comics are accurate. Maybe. All I know is that he hates people messing with time. He goes after them specifically. Well, let's see. Ant-Man. All he does is messes with time in Endgame. And now you have, at that point, by that point, the movie comes out. Loki's messed with time. Doctor Strange. Spider-Man. So I think Kang is going to be an Avengers villain. Like, he will show up in Ant-Man, but they won't stop him there. As uh, Beck once said, he will be an Avengers-level threat. Yeah. So that's my deep, deep theory, I guess, going over the next two or three years. Okay. What do you got? I'm going to start with a smaller theory. I think Loki's got the time stone. You think he's not going in his pocket when he left? I think so. Uh, what because you- I, I think it's a little too much of a coincidence that he pretty much allowed himself to get Leonidas out of that airplane and happened to fall on his ass to break the the thing oh i agree with you there i don't think it's actually broken yeah i don't think so either and if it is actually broken i think he might he might have the time stone to kind of reverse it all right my question to you then is let's say it's legitimately broken and you have the time stone do you think that's what he does in the next episode like he was waiting until the last possible moment to see if he can get out without using it but now yeah. as he sees with the ship blown up. And also, play. I think it was a thing about earning, like seeing if he could trust Sylvie. Mm-hmm. I think that was a big thing to do with it too. Like if he had fully broken it, how would she react? True. Like would she just go right away and kill him because you know now she's screwed? Or would she try to work with him to find a way back out? Which she proved that she did. He does like to say he's 10 steps ahead, so... Correct. So I think, A, it's either it's not broken and that was just a trick because he's shown that he does a lot of tricks. He's a trickster, as True. Matt Damon said. And it's pretty, pretty, uh, you know, big coincidence. Like he, uh, you know, she, you know, Sylvie wakes up. He's very, very drunk, gets thrown out. Turns out being thrown out of a train uh, really wakes him up and he's pretty sober going forward. Yeah, well, I won't really go too big on that because 
if, I mean, as, as guardian physiology is similar to humans, if adrenaline kicks in and they have adrenaline, adrenaline. But I mean, like afterwards, when they're sitting down talking, it's not like he's slurring his words or, yeah. you know, tripping over himself. I get it in the fight. That's fine. But like when he's thrown out, hey, it's not like he's drunk at all. Yeah. But then you go kind of back into adrenaline. Adrenaline will wake someone up, even if they're drunk, essentially. Okay. I mean, adrenaline will wake someone up if they're on a fucking heroin high, I, I guess you would call it. So I got another theory, kind of a sad one, but I don't think Mobius makes it. Yeah, he might not. But I mean, then think, again, he, he, he might. I think he gets, well... He right, might. The, we, we just might see him in a post-credit scene use a time stone to go back to the 90s and have a jet ski. And that'll be the last scene we see is him riding a jet ski. I mean, if the last we see of him is that, then I'll, I'll be fine with that. But like, I feel like if the TVA is destroyed, season finale, what is the purpose of him then? Working with Loki? Eh. I, I think it's more just kind of... He, he's a stepping stone. Yeah. Essentially. Cause... Who knows? Maybe Loki gets all the variants back to their timelines. That's possible. So for Mobius, it would be in the 90s on a jet ski. Yeah. Um, let's see. What's another good theory I have? I don't think Sylvie's actually a, actually a Loki. That's a good one. That wouldn't surprise me, but... Because so far, we know she's adopted. Mm-hmm. We don't know that she's a frost giant. Nope. That she's... was never said. She's clearly not an Asgardian. Yeah, she's very light on details about Odin or Thor at all. Yes, kind of like they weren't a part of her life. Mm-hmm. As well as her mo- her mother not being there. Because, you know, she says to him, oh, you were a prince, must have been nice. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but a variant of Loki, according to the timelines, would would be he was always going to be a prince of Asgard. Yeah, yeah, you actually brought up a good point. That whether he looks the same or not is besides the fact that was kind of always his thing. And where he variates definitely changes, but he would still always kind of have that. Yeah, he would be royalty. And clearly she's not, she never had that. Correct. But then that makes you wonder if she's a clear variant in that case, shouldn't the TVA picked her up? Maybe, but there's, the a, sacred there's timeline, a thing she's... And the sacred timeline has Loki as Prince of Asgard, brother of Thor, all that stuff. She has none of that. So even when she was born, or like when she was two or three, and clearly she's not going to have royalty, shouldn't have been like, all right, that's this is a variant, pick her up. Maybe. Ooh, what but if she worked for the TVA at some point? I don't think so. She knows how to use all their time equipment. Yes, but at the same time, she didn't know her magic didn't work in the TVA building, which implies that that she's never been there before. I think she learned how to work their equipment when she kind of mind controlled that one girl who worked for the TVA. Okay, how about this? How about this? In episode two. What if she did work for, for the TVA? And at that time when she did, the magic worked, but obviously she lost it and left. They enforced no magic. So when she came back, she was like, oh, I'll, I'll keep using my magic. And she's shocked because she saw that they stopped it. 
Maybe, but I feel like that's a pretty big risk for the TVA to take, especially when they have that many Infinity Stones in the place. Someone would definitely get greedy and do something for her. They all seem pretty obedient, and the head people, like the judge and all that, are pretty cocky that they have everything under control. Yeah. Our Uh, Loki uh, gave them the uh, slip uh, 10 minutes into being in the building, running around, right? Like putting the collar uh, on the girl, on the woman, and just you know, moving the time around back and forth. Like that was 10 minutes in he's doing this. So. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say you're wrong. Cause anything's pretty much possible. I mean, I think that's a less likely but, theory, but yeah, I think there's someone on the inside feeding her information though, because how would she know what specific points to target in the sacred timeline? If she didn't have an insider feeding her that information. Not only that, how did she know where to go directly to see the timekeepers well they they kind of tell you that how and the end of the second episode or it's the third actually sorry when the was it the third where the girl's like i told her i told her and the girl the girl has the dreamers oh, at the yeah, end of the yeah, second yeah. okay yeah the the girl told her where to find the timekeepers which is interesting why the fuck would she know she's just a grunt for mm-hmm. she's just another grunt they kidnapped yeah, so I don't know why she would know, but hey, it helps advance the plot. So so they kind of did say how she would know that, but all the specific points in the sacred timeline that would do be the most chaotic, I don't I don't think that girl would even have a clue about that. Which raises another thing, maybe it's Mobius. Oh, that'd, be, that'd be a shock. The inside man, because we already see he's not as he goes with the flow, but you can tell he kind of has disdain for... He doesn't drink the TVA Kool-Aid. No. He kind of knows it's a little off, which is why he was so keen on recruiting Loki while everyone else just kind of wanted to terminate him because he would be such a big threat. Mm-hmm. And I think framing it that it's another Loki increased the chances of this Loki's survival to help out with the mission because why would he want to recruit someone who's known to pretty much backstab and be a trickster clearly they could find someone else that could help well clearly the next episode going over loki is going to be very interesting because we're going to have all our theories and we're going to see how much of it was it right or we were completely off and they went a different direction absolutely that's enough about what we think about this show so far i'm saying you guys need to definitely give this a watch definitely. it's really good but as always we want to know what you guys think what are your theories about loki what did you like about the show shit tell us what you didn't like about the show are we praising it too much call us out as always let us know at entertainment expansion you can find us on facebook instagram and youtube if you're wondering about the other marvel shows and you haven't given them a watch yet feel free to check our previous videos on youtube or Facebook, we have a full breakdown of what we thought about WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. As always, thank you for listening. Have a great day.